0: This is Soa Hills podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Today we're going to be looking at who God is and what He's done and today's message is entitled, the god of the promise that god is the god of the promise he is a god that doesn't only make promises but he's the god that keeps promises and today we're going to start with the promise because i believe that stretching out starts with the promises of god and even when you look at god's track record and you you look at how god is stretched it all started with THE PROMISE. WE KNOW THAT FROM THE SCRIPTURES, WHEN WE STUDY THE SCRIPTURES, THAT OFTEN WHEN WE SEE RIGHT THROUGH THE SCRIPTURES, WHEN A CHILD IS BORN, IT'S A PICTURE OF A PROMISE COMING TO FULFILLMENT. IT'S A PICTURE OF A PROMISE BEING BIRTHED BECAUSE A PROMISE HAS TO BE CONCEIVED, THEN A PROMISE HAS TO BE CARRIED, AND THEN A PROMISE HAS TO BE RELEASED, HAS TO BE BIRTHED. AND WHAT'S VERY EXCITING IS THE FACT THAT GOD WANTS YOU AND ME TO EMBRACE HIS PROMISE SO THAT WE can engage with the stretching, and the stretching is the uncomfortable part. But without stretching, I don't believe we can walk in the promises of God. You know, Marie and I, we have the privilege of actually being parents to three children, Joshua, Elmanay, and John Mark. And I'll never forget when we were so excited when the first when Joshua came and we were like, we conceived and God made, made a miracle possible for Marie to conceive and literally carry Joshua in her womb. And when she carried Joshua, in the beginning, those first few days, we found out when she was three weeks pregnant, those first few days. We're very exciting. We could tell everyone the good news. We had the little little sonar. We could show people something of the picture to say, ah, oh, there's a little seed. There's like a there's like a there's there's like a promise, there's a hope right inside of her. And at that point in time she was just feeling a little bit un um, unwell sometimes in the morning, just some of those morning uh, challenges that, that that ladies experience when they are pregnant, as you know. But what happened was friends is that the stretching only started a few weeks later. And as the stretching started, the uncomfortability started. And the stretching was really, really tough. There were stretching moments in carrying all three these children. And I've learned this, is that for nine months, you carry you carry a promise. For nine months, you carry this. It's a long season where you get stretched. It's a long season of uncomfortability. And most people, because they don't want to be Uncomfortable, and because they don't want to be stretched in their faith, and because they don't want to be stretched in their obedience to the scriptures, and because they don't want to be stretched in 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 living out what God's got for them, because they don't want to be stretched in their prayer life, and because they don't want to be stretched even in their love, their ability to love, they don't want want to be stretched. They do not embrace the promises of God. And friends, I'll never forget this: is often people don't embrace. Um, and they don't embrace the stretching because they they hold on to their own promises. They don't hold on to the promises of God. Now, when we did, did this this kind of like pre uh, you know uh, pre birth classes, we went to uh, Thomas's uh, mom, Cindy Van Gent. Cindy was amazing. She really helped us prepare to give birth. And we went to these classes, and and at one of these one of these sessions, Cindy gave us all the husbands, all the men got kind of like this this make-believe, or call it fake, uh, little, little, these bags that we had to put on. And we had to put it on us in order to have a bit of an understanding of what mommy's going through, what our wives were going through while they were carrying this baby, while they were carrying this promise as, as, as we are, as we are looking at today. And what I looked at is, is carrying the fake, carrying the, the, those bags around us felt uncomfortable, but it wasn't real. So what often happens to people is this, because they hold on to their promises, the promises they made to God, and they think that that, that's going to empower them to stretch. Friends, the truth be told is if it's not real, if it's you, if you holding on to your promises made to God, and you thinking that your relationship with God is based on your ability to make promises to Him, and if you think of, the, of, of God's favor and God's goodness and God's righteousness in your life is based on you fulfilling your promises to God, it's like me carrying a fake um, expression of being pregnant, a fake expression of carrying a promise. Friends, the promises that you and I make to God cannot sustain us. Religion is all about how you and I can make promises and how you and I can fulfill our promises to God. A relationship with God, a true gospel-centered understanding of Jesus Christ, is not based on your promises made to God, but it's based on His promises made to us. And I want to pause there, because here's the thing, friends, the reason why people do not walk out walk in what God's got for them, the destiny that God's got for them, the reason why people str- struggle stretch- to stretch out, the re- reason why people are not in gr- growing in their capacity to receive from God, but also their capacity to be a vessel for God's grace, is because they base their relationship with God on their ability to make a promise and their ability to keep a promise. But I'm yet to say to you today, friends, that we are fallible human beings and that we do not have the ability to be perfect. And so what often happens is we make promises and then we fail God, and then we feel far from God, we feel disqualified, and we, 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 we literally abort the promises of God. Why? why? Because we, we've, we've been holding on to our ability to make promises. But what I know about my God is that He never ever fails, and when He makes promises, they are yes and they are amen, and our God's promises always come to pass because He's a promise-making promise-keeping God, and He bases His covenant with you, He bases His relationship with you, not on your ability to make a promise to Him, but He bases His covenant with you on His ability to make a promise to us. When Abraham, when God made a promise to Abraham, when God made a covenant With Abraham, he was the father of faith. He based that not on Abraham's ability to fulfill his side of the covenant. He he put Abraham under a deep sleep. And on Abraham's behalf, he fulfilled Abraham's obligations, Abraham's promises, because a covenant was based on promises. And what would happen in a covenant is two parties would make promises to one another, and both parties would have to fulfill their side of the covenant, their promise. And if, both, if one of the two um, does not fulfill they've started the, 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 the promises that they've made to, uh, in, 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 in the context of this covenant, the covenant then would become null and void, or the covenant would then suffer harm. And so what, what we know about God is that God actually, in, in Christ Jesus, it says in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 that this covenant that you and I ha- have, this covenant that we have with God, is not based on our promises to Him, and it's not based on Old Testament religious performance promises. But this covenant that we have with God is based on better promises. It's based on the promises of God. It's based on the fulfillment of Christ. It's based on the performance that Jesus Christ performed for you and for me. And so this amazing promise-keeping God was the one that stretched himself out. Is the one that made promises. We're going to look at Isaiah 52, uh, end of uh, uh, of Isaiah 52, Isaiah 53, Isaiah 54, and part of Isaiah 55, looking at the promises that God brought, that God spoke through the prophet Isaiah, and how those promises were fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and how God stretched himself, how God stretched himself in order to embrace the promises that he made, in in order to manifest those promises here on the earth. And in order for you and me to walk in those promises, I believe that stretching and promises go together. And if you and I want the promise of God, we're going to have to embrace the stretching of God. For God to embrace His promises and to take hold and to manifest His promises in our lives and on the the earth, He embraced the stretching. God was willing to be stretched. And here's the thing, friends, is, is our stretching, our stretching cannot be based on our promises. Our stretching has to be empowered by the Spirit, based on the ability of the Spirit, and also a response and an and, 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 and inner revelation to the promises of God. Think about this, friends, is that when Adam and Eve sinned, God made some promises. God even promised, He, he promised that a messiah would come. He promised that from the seed of that woman, they would rise a messiah and, and literally said that he would crush, he, God even made the, satan a promise and, and fulfilled that promise when Jesus Christ crushed satan when he was crucified on the cross. We know that God made a promise to Abraham, uh, to, to Noah. We, we see how, how, how the, the rainbow was a picture of promise. And God made a promise to Noah saying that I'm, I, I'm never going to bring about a flood, uh, flood like this. I will not judge the earth through a flood. It's going to happen through fire in a sense saying, listen, Noah, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And when, when I bring that about, I'm going to bring it about as a fulfillment of my promise to my people, and I want all people to be saved. I want all people to be set free, and I don't want anyone to be consumed. But yet, I'm making a promise to you today, Noah. To Abraham, God made a promise. He said, said, I'm going to bless you, and then he says, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And I I believe that we're going to engage with the promises of God, and as we engage with the promises of God, I believe it will empower us to engage with the stretching of God. And as you and I stretch out, I believe we're going to see more of the promises of God manifest in our lives. Let's go to Isaiah 52 verse 13. It says, See, my servant will act wisely. He's prophesying about Jesus. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. So this is the promise of God. He says, My servant's going to act wisely. He's he's saying, verse 14, he says, just as there were many who were appalled at him, many were appalled at him, they rejected him. God is is prophesying, God is promising what his son would do. He says his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being. The father, through Isaiah, is prophesying about Jesus and he's saying what Jesus is going to go through in order for us to to walk in the promises of God, for, uh, for us to be able to become one with God and have access to God. He says, and he's form marred beyond human likeness. So He will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of Him. He's saying, everyone, He says, as, as He does this courageous act of love, this courageous act of, of grace and mercy, as He lives this out, you know what's going to happen? God is saying, He's saying, kings, people in authority, will literally be silenced. He says, For they they were not told, they will see, and what they have not heard, they will understand. See, I believe that God starts with the end in mind, and we're going to go into Isaiah 53 today and next week, but as we touch on Isaiah 53, Isaiah 52 lays a foundation to say God is saying, I've got the end in mind. The way that stretching happens, friends, the reason why my wife was able to go through the stretching three times when we gave birth to our promises, gave birth to our children, the reason why she was willing to persevere through the stretching is because she saw where uh, this was going. Friends, if you do not have the end in mind, you will struggle to embrace the promise. Most people abort the promises of God because they despise the stretching. God had to be stretched. We're going to look at that over the over the next few weeks. God had to be stretched in order to embrace us, in order to redeem us. He chose to be stretched so that he can redeem us. And here's the thing, friends. He, the truth is if you if you let if you lose sight of the vision, if you lose sight of the purpose, if you lose sight of the end, if you lose sight of the promise, you know what's going to happen? You're going to abort the stretching, and if you bought the stretching, if you reject the stretching, you are bought. What you're carrying, you are bought. What, what God? The hope, the joy, the promise inside of you. And so today, I believe that we're going to look at Isaiah 53, and we're going to start seeing how God was willing to stretch, how God was willing to stretch to redeem, to include us. Let's go to Isaiah 53 verse one. It says. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I believe the arm of the Lord is, has been stretched because the arm of the Lord is always looking to include... I love this about God. It's like, if, if I have a picture of, you know, you know remember when, we've, when we when as children we used to play and we would hold hands and then we would make the circle bigger and sometimes make the circle so big that we'd be so stretched. But because we want to include everyone, because we want the circle to be bigger, we want to be able to get everyone in more in, we're willing to be stretched because we've got more room in our hearts. Now, in Africa, this is an amazing thing because in Africa, you find these minibuses buses. And minibuses are called taxis in some, some nations. And I remember being in Zimbabwe with uh, Mli Mube. Mli is an amazing apostolic man who works into South America, leads a great church, Tabernacle of Worship in, in Arari, and, and oversees a, a lot of the work that we do into Zimbabwe. Mli is an amazing, an amazing gift. But I went with Mli and we, we were ministering and, and we got into this one taxi one night. And it was, I can't remember, maybe 9.30 p.m. And it's a, it's a 14-seater taxi. So this, this, this minivan can take 14 people. But when I got in, I knew I was sitting on, on someone's lap and, and many people were sitting on each other and we were squeezed inside this minivan. And I remember when I just got in, I was like, there's 19 people in a 14-seater. But then the minivan stopped again and another three people climbed in and we had to squeeze in a little bit more. And I realized that a minivan always has space for more. A minivan, a taxi, always has space for more. That's the heart of our Father in heaven. Is He's willing to stretch and stretch and stretch because He's always got room for more. And if you're far from God and you're watching today, I'm here to say to you that God's always got room for you. The family of God, the church of God, we need to rise up And we need to be willing to be stretched so that people far from God can become the light of Christ. People that do not know Jesus Christ can can be welcomed because there's always room for those that need salvation. There's always room for those that want to come and experience the Father's love. Our Father stretched himself because there's always room for more. I believe that God glorifying stretching flows from a revelation of God's heart for more. God's heart, God's capacity to stretch himself. As you and I have a revelation of God's love and his willingness to make room for more, that empowers us to be stretched to make room for more as well. I believe that God stretched out his arm in verse 1. Verse 2 says, Isaiah 53 verse 2 says, He grew up before him like a tender shoot, speaking of Jesus, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us, to Him, nothing in His appearance that we should desire Him." Speaking of Jesus, Jesus had to embrace so much pain, so much stretching so that, so that we could experience the joy of God, that we can experience the presence of God. Now friends, stretching often includes being vulnerable. This is what Jesus went through. It includes being vulnerable. And friends, if you've ever felt vulnerable, I'm here to say to you that Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. And if you're stretching and your embracing of God has has made you feel like you're vulnerable and you're feeling a little bit uh, unsure and you're feeling a little bit vulnerable, I'm here to say to you that Jesus understands. Friends, it's amazing that it was like a root coming through dry ground. Have you ever gone through like a dry patch where you were having to press through? Jesus Christ, in a sense, went through resurrection. He pushed through dry ground he 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 was like it was like life coming from dry ground jesus became unattractive so that the promise of of the father can be manifested and friends if you've ever experienced yourself not being attractive or maybe you you felt like you're not attractive and maybe you just have, have done some things that are ugly, and maybe you've said some, some things that are ugly, or maybe sometimes you've not been impressed with your appearance. I'm here to say to you that God is not put off by appearance. Even Jesus Christ became unattractive so that we can be attractive to God, no matter what you look like physically. You are so attractive to God. That's what stretching, the stretching of our Father, says that He wants you, and He wants us. And you know, friends, that means... That when we get set free we, we get delivered from thinking unattractive thoughts and thinking that we're not attractive it's amazing how how the furthest and the most um, the, the most wicked of sinners can become attractive to us because they're attractive to God because Jesus became unattractive so that those that are far from him and those that need salvation can become the righteousness of God and can become attractive in God. Verse 3 of Isaiah 53 says, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. I'm here to say to you, friends, that stretching includes being despised. Stretching includes being rejected. Stretching can include be experiencing suffering, stretching can include um, being familiar with pain. Now, if you've ever, ever experienced being rejected, if you've ever, now especially sometimes, friends, when you want to take hold of God's purpose, and you want to take hold of God's grace and God's glory, you could experience some rejection. I'm thinking right now of, 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 of young girls saying a no to, 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 having, uh, to being sexually intimate with their boyfriends. Because you're holding yourself, you're holding yourself for your marriage partner. And then you feel a sense of rejection when someone says, well, no, you're not good enough. Or maybe I feel like you might have experienced like at work, you said, no, I'm going to do what's right. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to engage with things. And you might experience some rejection. That stretching, friends, is key to bringing about the promises of God. And I'm here to say to you, friends, that Jesus Christ understands your pain. He understands your rejection. He understands what it means to be despised. Have you ever been despised? You know, some people tell me, Mark, I, I, the, the, my, my, my parents despised me or my brother or my, my ex-wife or ex-husband despised me. I, I don't know what you've gone through, but I'm here to say to you that Jesus fully understands and he fully knows. And that very stretching that you went through and that you're going through right now is the very... Breeding ground is the place that God says, I can meet you at that very place. And sometimes the stretching might, might bring about pain. Sometimes the stretching might be, uh, bring about some reject- rejection or even some suffering. But I'm here to say to you, friends, that that is, is not the end, because the end is the birthing of the promise. And that's what God is about. I'll ne- never forget my good friend Seth Roselt. Seth told his testimony of how he got how he got saved. And I don't want to go into all the details, but he says God clearly spoke to him when he was in a, in a, in a nightclub. It was at a, at a big rave party. God clearly spoke to him about rejecting sin, turning his back on sin, and turning his heart towards God. And he says this. He says that as he was walking into this club, everyone was free, happy to see him. When, when he was going along with what everyone else was doing, they were happy. But he says when he came to his senses and he started repenting and he wanted to turn his back on this lifestyle, he says he turned around and he decided to walk out of the nightclub. He decided to walk out of this place where people were freely engaging with the ways of the world and with sin and with, the, with, with demonic powers. And what he said is he says, he says the minute he decided that, he says he saw the rejection, he saw people despise him, he saw people look down on him, and he says he, he dropped his head. And he started saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And he walked out of that place by declaring the name of Jesus. Even though he was rejected, even though he was despised, he had to walk out in Jesus' name. And friends, I believe that that stretching that Seth experienced at that night he says, when he got out, he started repenting, and he and he committed his life to God, and he started following Jesus. And I don't know if if you're far from God right now, and you know that you need to make a change, you need to turn, and you need to you need to put your head down, and you need to say in Jesus' name, I'm going to go through this in order to embrace the promises of God, in order to embrace salvation. But maybe you're close to God, and and maybe in a relationship, you need to go and say sorry, and that's going to be. You might experience rejection. Maybe you need to go and ask forgiveness. And you might experience someone despising you. Maybe you need to go and confess something and you might feel someone's going to despise you. It's going to be painful. I'm here to say to you, friends, if Seth was not willing to turn his back, if he was not willing to put down his head and s- focus on Jesus and, and endure the rejection, he would not have embraced the promise. I'm asking you today, will you engage sometimes with the pain in order to embrace the promise. I believe that the, the Bible actually says that sometimes you might be listening to me saying, but Mark, this causes fear in my heart. This is difficult for me. It's going to be difficult for me to embrace the stretching. I'm here to say to you, friends, remember, He's stretching. Remember, He's love. Because I believe it's the love of God that empowers us. The Bible actually says the love of God constrains us. The, the love of God, it, it compels us. And it's it's the love of God, it's not our strength, it's his love that, that empowers us, that 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 compels us. And his stretching speaks of his love, it speaks of his faithfulness. And here's the thing, friends, just like I said earlier about his promise and our promise. I heard a wise man once said, He said, He said, I will never, I will much rather boast in God's love for me than my love for him. Because my love for him. I could fail him many times. He says, but his love for me never ever fails. Let me read it for us. It says, I will not boast in my love for God because I fail him often, but I will most gladly boast in his great love for me because his love never fails. See, stretching, I believe he's empowered by the love of God and it's connected to the promise of God. And as you and I engage with the promise of God, I believe that we'll rely on the love of God, the power of the Holy Spirit working through the love of God so that we can carry, we can see the birthing and the releasing of the promises of God as we stretch out with Him because He stretched Himself for us. Now we respond by stretching with His love. Let me pray for us god i want to thank you for each and every one of us i pray god that we would engage with you that we will trust you that we will we will meditate on your stretching your faithfulness and lord as we meditate on your faithfulness i pray that we'll embrace your promise and lord that we will not abort i pray right now there's some people watching that have been wanting to abort the promise because the stretching is hard the pain the rejection the despising it's it's hard The, the suffering is just too much it's just too hard to be able to say sorry. It's just too hard to speak the truth in love. It's just too hard to ask forgiveness. It's, it's just too hard to, to do what's right. It's, it feels like it's too hard. Lord, I pray that, that no one, not myself, no one would rely on themselves, but would rely on your love because it's your love that never fails. That we will not focus on our ability to make promises to you, but that we'll focus on your promises and your faithfulness and your goodness and your grace spirit in the mighty name of Jesus if anyone's far from you right now I pray that everyone far from you will turn their back on sin and like Seth did that night would put their head down and say Jesus be my Lord and Savior I want to follow you all the days of my life in Jesus name amen thanks for joining us for today's message Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.